You're listening to Awaken and Sin, a podcast about life and mission at Doctor Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Doctor Church, we are back for another Awaken and Sin podcast. We're we're gonna land the plane today on our parenting se- uh, series. I'm here with Jonah. Just been uh, been a joy to sit down uh, uh, the past four episodes, talking about little moments with our, our children, talking about prayer family devotions, uh, our, as we thought it might be, our, the, the, the one listened to the most so far is the one on anger and frustration. Uh, we think that's uh, something we all need uh, the Lord to help us, and it's such a, a difficult topic when we're in that parenting, uh, the reality of that, that. This is not an easy calling, but uh, well, we, we were just before we hit record, we were just, just reminded of the Lord has called us to this, and it's not easy, but with Him— um, we can trust in his his provision for us uh, to, to be the parents that, that he's called us to be and to he has gifted us with children to raise and what a blessing and so i'm excited to kind of land the plane as we talk about discipline uh, i know this is is dear to your heart as well uh joan so i'm looking forward once again to sitting down with you um uh, and just hearing uh the, when you think about discipline and what that looks like and big picture and, and then practical things. Uh, so thanks again for just taking time to share with, with, with our body. Thank you. I'm, uh, this is a very passionate topic for me. Not that I got it all right, but I did learn a lot of things along the way. So I hope I can help people. I think um, one of the things we need to realize, first of all, as you said, is discipline. We have to define what discipline is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we use the word punishment, discipline, those really are two different words. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide what your goal is there first. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about that some, but um, I didn't know if there was somewhere else you want to go first. No, okay. No, so it. you have to look discipline or punishment. If you're punishing somebody, that's what we have in our penal system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's supposed to be punishing. That's where you did something wrong. So we're going to make you hurt because you did something wrong. Discipline on the other hand, is more like what a physician does if he's wanting to put your bone in place. Mm -hmm. He disciplines, he stabilizes a situation, holds it in place so that it can heal properly. So you have to look and go, do I want to give retribution? Am I wanting to hurt this child because this child made me angry or Mm because this child, even if the child was wrong, Mm -hmm. if you go to punish, then really you cause rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even when you explain that, it makes even more if you you spend time in the Proverbs, there's a lot about discipline. So it reads a lot different when you say whoever loves punishment loves knowledge. That's not what it says. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. That's exactly right. And so we're called to correct. There's a reason that God put adults in the garden first Hmm. because the children were not supposed to rule the home. (laughs) They're supposed to be a part of the home. So there's a reason he put adults first. There's a reason he trained adults first. There was a reason that he disciplined them. There was a reason that he walked with them in the garden. He gave them that discipline. Mm -hmm. Do you realize that was one of the first disciplines he gave? Mm, True. Walking and talking with him. He walked and talked with Adam. And then when he gave them Eve, he walked and talked with Eve. He walked and talked with them in the garden, which is setting the discipline that he wanted them to follow. Mm -hmm. So if we can realize our goal is not to punish, our goal is to discipline. That is to train this child in the way this child should go. Now, that's where it gets tricky Mm -hmm. because sometimes we as 
assume we know the direction the child is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Now, I do want to cover this first. Uh, I've asked the Lord before, you, in heaven, Lord, there's no marrying mm -hmm. and there's no birthing children. Right. But we do it here. Now, I think one of the reasons that God has us birth children is because then we can't deny that he gave them to us. Mm. Think about it. I thought this thing through. Your children have been assigned to you. If we just went and picked them out ourselves, let's face it, we would have returned them and said, this child belongs to somebody else because yeah. I would never act like that. Yeah. So I think that God on purpose births them through us so we can't deny they've been assigned to us. Yeah. Those are our children. Now they've been assigned to me. Yeah. Now he says, I want you to train them. So I think one of the first things we have to do as parents is go, okay, what is my goal? Yeah. Where do I see them going? You have to be deliberate. What is it I want at the end of this thing? Yeah. And as a Christian, to me, there's no higher goal than I want these children to know you. And then let, let's figure out the rest of it when we go along. And now that in itself, if that is your goal, if you sit down and go, God, this is the goal. Okay, I get that. Then you have to go, okay, how does that work? With each individual child, yeah. how does that go? What is their bend? Yeah, I, I want to jump in real yes. quick as well, because I know um, when you're talking about the birthing right. part and God's giving, ultimately God's giving you that child, yes. right? That's, that's the heart of that. Yes. I know from your personal family experience and stuff too, you'd say adoption's the same way. Like God gave you that child. No question. And that, that's what's, that's key there is realizing that God's sovereignty over giving you that child and the responsibility to raising that child and the way they should go and understand yes. they're going to be different. Um, I, had, I wrote down another verse uh, just to share as you're talking about individual children and some, I'll, I'll confess some of my failures. Uh, Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. And I, as you said that, and I was thinking through that verse, I realize a lot of times when I'm trying to uh, discipline, a lot of times I'm, I'm bringing my child to exasperation because I'm really kind of, they haven't done what I wanted them to do or, it's really more, it's a lot of times, if I'm honest, it's about me in that moment. Yes. And uh, instead of really thinking about, okay, what, what's going home behavior wise or, you know, how, how, how am I responding to how, uh, what they've done? And so I think I, I cross the line sometimes, not just really kind of recognizing what's happening in the moment. I think that's very important. I think that a lot of times control get becomes the issue hmm. and we want to control them instead of discipline when we get into control then it's become about us it's no longer about me i'm going to call it what it is interning this child mm. you know years ago if you wanted to become do a certain trade you were, became an intern for them you came up under them and you learned and you did that's what these children are doing with us and so sometimes though we want to make them little us instead of now i'm into control this child now has become my report card and I want you to jump when I tell you to jump and do, and a degree of that is correct. Let's use it for instance. Let's say you have a child that is always, I want to do it my way. I want to do it. I want to do it. Okay. You need to teach that child, but there are times you do it the way I told you to do it. This is one of those times. 
But there are other times where you need to stop and go, how would you do that? What would you like? Or to look at them and go, yeah, if they're doing it in the right attitude, realizing they may have leadership skills mm. and be able to stop and go, realize I've always done it this way, you know, but if you want to do it and sometimes you think and do it the hard way, then that's fine. But it makes them feel so good and their worth soars when you stop and realize you may have a better idea and this time may not work. But guess what? Edison failed a bunch of times before he came up with the light bulb. Mm. And so we need to allow the child that. And sometimes we're about the task, but I want the task done. Mm. But if you pray, the Holy Spirit will guide you and go, whoa, 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 give them the opportunity this time. But let's say, even if it's one out of 10 times, you give your child the opportunity, the gift to think something through and to do it a different way, you'll see a different attitude than whenever you tell them. This is one of those times when you do it the way I, I tell you to do it. Mm -hmm. and it. And that doesn't have to be control. It's a matter of you're going to have to work under people and you've got to learn how to do things a certain way at times. And then there's other times when it's open to be creative. So see it as a creative thing, not just rebellion. Sometimes it is. And if it is rebellion, you don't need to give them their way. Mm, yeah. But you do need to go in your closet. That's the biggest part of discipline is when you see things that you have to correct and deal with, you go to your closet and go, God, is this a me problem? Or this is a problem here. I need to pray for this child. And he will guide you because he wants our children to be little disciples, which is from discipline. Mm -hmm. It comes from discipline. But you become a disciple from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So, Dale, what you said earlier, it's important to listen to our children at time when they're angry. Sit and listen. Calm the moment down and go tell me what you're thinking. Especially if you see consistent behavior, like a child is consistently hitting or a child is consistently taking things. When you see a consistent behavior, pray. Okay, God, show me what to do here. Sit and talk with the child. What are you thinking when this happens? What's going on? Mm -hmm. What causes you to want to do it? Just you being willing to hear that child is amazing because they feel now that they have a voice and they can at least say it. And if they can talk to you, if it happens again, talk to you, tell me what you're thinking. And then, hey, how about we pray together? And you take them by the hand and go, let's see how, what Jesus would say about helping solve this problem because he wants to help you solve this problem. Mm -hmm. If it is hitting, don't we want them to learn that before they're in jail? Yeah. I mean, later and help them to realize, wait a minute, this is what I feel. My feelings yeah. are not wrong, but I need to manage this feeling a different way. So that's part of the discipline also. Is yeah. Like, yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. I, when you, you made that comment about, uh, end up in jail makes me think too like in moments what i a lot of times going back to our last episode about anger and frustration yeah. it's like you feel like you're disciplining over the same thing again and again you know, it can grow tiresome but uh, in moments in bright moments when i realize like all right if we don't deal with this now what is that going to look like when they're a teenager or when they're in their early 20s or when they're even older like and god is it's going back to that god's given us a gift in, in a child to raise and to be a part of and to train them up in the Lord. And I think sometimes it's, you know, so we live in this moment to moment, especially with kids needing stuff all the time. It's, all right, it's good to step back and have a, a, a bigger vision of thinking, even in my discipline and my training, what's happening long-term for this. 
this child. That's very important. And that's why I say you need to think, where am I going? And make it simple. You know, in the society we live in, a lot of times our main goal is we push for a good career. Mm -hmm. And if our kid comes to us and says, you know, mom, I'm not going to be a doctor. I want to be a plumber. A lot of times we go, oh, my God, I failed. Well, you know what? You can be as rich as you want. You're going to want a plumber one day. They're very important. Yes. But the thing is, if that's where the child feels like they're supposed to go, who are we? Mm. Yeah. You know, so we have to be able to be embraced and to embrace and break out of our, our mold of this is what you have to do. You don't have a choice. This is what you have to, you have to go, you have to go to school. You have to do this. You have to perform well. You have to bring good grades. You bring me a bad grade, you get a frown. You bring me a good grade, you get a, you get a, an applause and a treat. But my drawback to that, Dale, especially as a Christian, but also as people, is that now people gauge everything by what they do. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of people and a lot of disciples of Jesus that are doing what they think they're supposed to do to please Jesus, to please others. And they're not being true to themselves. They're not being true to their own thoughts on the inside. They're not that disciple of Christ. Mm -hmm. They're just managing on the outside because their worth now is coming from what they do. So as kids, as a kid, that gets kind of, it feels like it's strange, but you have to look and go, I mean, let's say if they do something wrong, that's unacceptable behavior. But I don't look at them and go, you're a thief. Don't label them. I cannot believe you have embarrassed me. Mm-hmm. No, you want to deal with the behavior. This behavior is wrong. This, this behavior is not acceptable. I pull it back to the Bible even go, come on, let's let Jesus help guide you here. Mm-hmm. But that's unacceptable. And we have to deal with that situation and let them deal with it. Let's say, uh, you know, my son uh, went to the store years ago. He was little and he took buttons. They had buttons on this big table. They were a penny a piece. And anyway, he got in the car and he had his pocket full of both of them. So I was going to do a life lesson, take him back in, let him confess his sins and come and go to the car. And it's like, oh, it's a wonderful life lesson. Not make a big deal. Just do it. Go back in. And I said, uh, he has something to tell you to the lady there. And she goes, he produces the button. She goes, oh, honey, it's okay. You can have it all. It needs the cutest thing. And I'm thinking, you help me none. So, you know, but yes, there are, the, we want to correct behaviors. Yes. But not make their worth mm-hmm. the behavior. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes we wear them as, again, as our report card. And we're like, you can't make bad grades. You're my kid. Well, their, their grades do not denote their worth. And we have to separate that. And we only do that through Jesus leading us because in society, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I want to pull out too. We've had some discussions around discipline and and our goal here is not really like, okay, this, I guess what I'm saying is to even at that level, what you actually do in discipline is child dependent. This child might need time out. This child might need a spanking. This child might need, to earn something before they can just, if they feel entitled on stuff. So that, that's just across the map. But I think our purpose is bigger, like when it comes to worth and value and making sure in our discipline, we're not just uh, always celebrating it or, 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 or really just looking at 
behavior as well we're thinking about heart because you can have a compliant child that kind of follows the rules but you can see that they're 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 doing it basically for the wrong reasons as well yes we have to discipline from the inside out we become a true christian from the inside out and too many times we try it on from the outside in mm -hmm. we try to discipline them and this is the way a christian acts this is what a christian does i would throw it all away Seriously, I'd throw it all away because you are, I want them to be authentic mm -hmm. and to be able to be themselves from the inside out. That's why the fruit of the spirit, you cannot, I don't care who you are. You cannot live them out by yourself. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't come from the inside out, it doesn't happen. And I think that's what the Lord wants to show us. So, you know, why he, I've tried to talk to him about this, why he would give children to imperfect people is totally beyond me, except I do know the answer. I know the answer. The first thing that God did in the garden was walk and talk with him. When we wake up in the morning and we finally get to the end of ourselves, and I would invite you to do it before you have to, before mm -hmm. it's too big, when you realize, I can't do this. Yeah. This child is wearing flesh just like I'm wearing flesh. And I hadn't got my flesh under control. And I'm expecting a five-year-old to get his flesh under control and be a perfect person. Mm -hmm. When I wake up and realize I can't do this and I hear him agree with me and it pushes me to walk with him in the garden. Yeah. And it pushes me to go to him and go, what do you want for this child? You put this child together. You form this child's DNA and the DNA, Dale, I can beat you to a pulp or it won't change your DNA. Mm -hmm. They'll figure out who you are by your DNA. Mm -hmm. You can't mess up mm -hmm. their DNA from God. You can try to mess it up. You can try to mess it up and you can uh, put things over it or around it. But the DNA is there. What is my point? God knows you're flawed. He knows I'm flawed. And he's like, you walk and talk with me and I'll help that DNA to show up and show out. So he wants to guide us with each child so that they become everything he's called them to be and to give to society everything they're called to give. But we only do it when we're pushed back to him and go, I can't do this. And he's got, okay, we can get somewhere now. This is the way I want you to pray. This is the way I want you to manage this situation. This is the way I want you to help this child. And he will do it. Now I have to learn my limits and I have to learn. I'm going to say this about uh, discipline. Sometimes we discipline because we get embarrassed in front of people. And that's absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. And I've been called on it because then it became about me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about the child, you know? And so they're not my, they're, again, it's not my report card. My, goal is to guide them like an intern would. Mm -hmm. And if they keep seeing me go into the garden and then I take them by the hand and we go to the garden together, guess what they're going to do? They're going to know to go to the garden. So if my goal is I want my, my child or these children to grow up and to have relationship with you and follow you, Lord, he will take care of the rest of it. He'll do it through a flawed any flawed individual. And then you can stand at the end of the road like I have. And I'm not saying my life, but of raising young children to go, anything good happened, you did it mm -hmm. because you knew I couldn't. Yeah. 
So he wants that. So if we can take that load off of going, you just want me to spend time with you and guide this child with grace. Mm -hmm. Um, And probably if I gave one word on um, this uh, discipline, it would be consistency. Yeah. I think this is where almost every parent drops the ball. And I'm going to say something that's kind of difficult, but the, the, um. So I, I'm glad you just said that too about consistency because we were talking about er, earlier about uh, we're we're not called to perfection. We're not. We're but, not. But yeah. there's a difference between being perfect and being consistent, and and I think that's a, that's a good word to kind of round out in. It's just thinking, okay, like hey, I'm not called to perfection. My kids are not called to perfection. But what does it look to be to parent consistently? Consistency, and I'm going to tell you one of my own things. Consistency is where if you say you're going to do it, it is so important. If you go, Johnny, if you do this, this will be the consequence, and you lay it out, you have to follow through. And I remember one time I doled out some consequence, and it was too strong. I was angry, Mm -hmm. and it was too strong, and I went to go back. Now, there's nothing wrong with repenting and looking your child's up. I was harsh, Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't have been harsh. But I remember inside I was going to go back and undo it, and I felt like the Lord stopped me and said, no, you have to be as good as your word. And I said, but I was wrong. I was angry, and I was wrong, and this is why I know it was him. Inside, I heard him say, well, I guess you'll think about that next time before you're so fast. <laughs> and you know what? He did. It changed yeah. me. Yeah. And I remember from then on, I would look at them. I would get angry and I'd look at my kids and I'd go, I'm going to my bedroom because I knew I was going to punish instead of discipline. Mm-hmm. And whatever I doled out as my consequence, I was going to have to live it out. But that was one of the worst spankings I had as a parent was going, I cause this to be harder than it should but the consistency will change everything then there won't be the begging mama please mama please oh will you do this oh daddy or the fit throwing because none of it's going to benefit the only consequence mine got if they continued that if they begged me was the consequences got deeper Mm -hmm. so then they quit the begging and then they would tell their friends don't beg them please don't (laughs) beg them because Again, we're not even, it's not even grace. It's not solid. I think that's why some people don't take the Bible verbatim today is because they lived where there was nothing that was solid. Mm. I heard a parent one time we were at a a, a gathering of children that were supposed to give a report uh, on a book they'd read. And they had a little kid who's five years old. And he, they said, okay, tell about your book. He said, no. And I thought, okay. And then he said, no, I'm not going to do it. Daddy, mama said, yeah, you're going to. And he said, no, I'm not. This is five-year-old kid. Dad was there. And he said, yeah, you're going to give your report and give it now. No, I'm not. So the mama decided to give a threat. I loved it. I was sitting and I was waiting. And she said, if you don't give your report right now, and I'm thinking this is going to be good. (laughs) And she said, you're going to give me back that pizza you just ate. I sat back and I thought, this is why he's rebelling. Mm. Because that consequence was absolutely ridiculous and couldn't happen. So you have to be consistent. Whatever you say consequences are, think them through. Pray about it because you have to follow through. That's the one thing my parents passed down to me. 
was if they said yes, it was yes till Jesus got back. Yeah. And if they said no, it was no till Jesus got back. Amen. Nobody ever had to wonder. <laughs> you know what? That would make a good Bible verse. Make your yes is yes and your no, no. Yes. But that's one of the best things you can do. Realize you're not perfect. They're not perfect. You will not raise a perfect human being. And God will not let us be perfect because then we don't run to him in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. We take it and run with ourselves. So be consistent. You're not perfect. The job is bigger than you and it's going to be bigger than you. That makes you run back to the father. Yeah. But he has a plan and a purpose for Amen. them. Amen. Well, thank you. Um, and I know we're all grateful that we're not perfect, but we have a perfect savior. And this is the key into all of this is being reminded of that as, as we, we know we, we, we spun up this episode really for or this whole series is being reminded of, of the gospel and, and Jesus of giving us the ability and the Holy, through the Holy Spirit to be able to parent. And we're not called to perfection, but he has called us to parent. And uh, we, we desire as a church to do that better together. And this is, uh, again, going back to the reasoning of this is on this journey together as parents, different stages, but caring, praying for one another uh, to really train up the children that he's blessed us and bless this church mm -hmm. with. So, uh, yeah, train them to run to you. That's the thing. You never want them to be ashamed to come to you. Yeah. If they say things and do things, you go, why did you do that? And they tell you, because I want to kill people. Listen, yeah. just listen. Don't look at them and go, you're evil. Oh my God. You go to your prayer closet and go, okay, what you going to do with this one, Lord? I mean, seriously. Yeah. But let them teach them to run to you. And then you, you run together to the Lord and they'll begin to run to him themselves. That's your goal is to know him yeah, and to follow him. Yeah. Well, it's been a joy being able to do this. Uh, we'll probably do some more in the future, like some specific episodes around parenting, but we definitely wanted to take uh, some time over the summer. And I know school years uh, started for some families, other families will be going back next week, uh, but just uh, grateful to, to be a church of young families and have you a part of the ministry, uh, leading in that area. So thank you, John. Thank you. All right, guys, we will see you Sunday. Bye. -bye.